Hello everyone, welcome back to the channel. My name is Peter Barber. I'm primarily a professional opera singer, music producer, bass vocalist, and host of this podcast, Vocal Arts with Peter Barber. Whether you are watching on YouTube or if you are listening on one of the many podcast streaming services, thank you so much for tuning in. Today we have a very, very special guest, Matt Salee, the bass singer of Pentatonix, probably the most famous and successful acapella group of all time. It was, of course, an absolute dream and a privilege for me to be able to speak with Matt uh, for about 40 minutes just a few hours ago. He's absolutely a wonderful guy, so warm, so friendly. He's an immense musical talent. Everything from his voice to his contribution to the arrangement process to everything else that comes along with being the bass singer of Pentatonics, which is absolutely incredible. We talked about his life pre-Pentatonics, the acapella groups he was in before, his his foundational musical training. We talked about the time in between when he got out of college and how he everything that led up to Pentatonics, including the whole audition process, which was very cool to hear about. We talked a little bit about his moving into a bit of solo work in addition to Pentatonics. And guys, you are going to really enjoy this. He's just such a, a warm, welcoming, friendly guy. And we had a really, really wonderful, wonderful chat. It was an absolute honor to speak with someone who was doing his craft at the absolute highest level. So everyone, please welcome, put your hands together for Matt Salee. Well, hello to everyone who is joining, whether you're watching on the channel or listening on the podcast. We are here with the wonderful Matt Sally, and I'm going to pass the mic over to him and let him introduce himself and give a little elevator pitch as to who he is and what he's up to these days. <laughs> hey, everybody. It's Matt Salee from Pentatonics. Um very excited to be here. Um, really just taking it day by day. You know, we're in between tours. So we're about to head out for our um, summer leg of tour. And where we do amphitheaters, we just did Asia and Europe um, in the beginning of half of the year. And so it's been a, a whirlwind. We have um, stuff we're working on, album deadlines and things and all covers and all the things. So it's whereas PTX land, whereas I'm working on um, some of my own music and some of my own projects too. So, um, and my wife is taking the bar of California tomorrow. So, <laughs> so it's a pretty crazy season for us right now. Big things moving. Very excited. Awesome. 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 I can't wait to, to get into all of that. Um, I want to kind of wind the clock back. Um, okay. You know, what, what, where did your musical training begin? So we can, we don't have to go into childhood, but like, where did you do your studies? Did you, did you study music? And um, yeah, what is your kind of your formal training actually as, as a musician and singer? Um, I would say it started formally with my dad because um, he's a music pastor. So I've been singing under him in choirs on the praise team, learning harmony from a very young age. And um and from then on, on singing through like, plays and things from church and things like that. So sure. I, I feel like a big, I owe a big uh, testament to him and my mom. I have to say that. Awesome. <laughs> and, too. Um, and um, but the I, I did a lot of vocal lessons, like private lessons in middle and high school. I did all the all county, tri county, all state choruses mm. from fourth grade to to twelfth grade, twelfth grade, and um and also did a lot of theater um training as well did every play and musical i played mm -hmm. baseball with my friends into middle school and then we got to high school and i was like okay well i guess i'll focus on music so i did like the play in the fall 
musical in the spring kind of thing and every choir that you could imagine we were in it was a good time so a lot of training and then i went to berkeley college of music for college okay and graduated from there in vocal performance okay mm-hmm. so vocal performance so did you study classical mostly or were you you berkeley is so cool that you what i love because it's a, it's the biggest cons- uh, contemporary um music school in the world and um what i love about the structure there is that you can kind of pick and choose like they have some classical teachers kind of your, the route that you want to take and i t- so i took some classical lessons but it was more so like honing in um different types of singings like i had i was in so many different ensembles which were literal classes that were like a stevie wonder ensemble and paul simon sting ensemble and rhythm and soul ensemble so it was like you could join all these things as, as literal courses that you would take for each semester. And I feel like I learned so much, like from background singing on friend shows, from like doing pitch slap I did in college, which is an acapella group. Um, and then running that my senior year. And then like, so there were, I was all over the map singing wise. I feel like it all, it all really helped culminate, you know, what I needed to be able to do this job and, other things that i want to do in the future so yeah so you so you feel like you came out of berkeley feeling like a pretty well-rounded artist kind of like you've honed your craft and kind of gave you a vision perhaps of what you wanted to go into because not all undergrads prepare musicians for for what's to come yeah (laughs) so so. i I would i would say my story is unique obviously i know we're gonna get into that but i would say i was prepared in a lot of ways because i I kind of used the resources that, that I had there to my advantage rather than going exactly the right way. That was this, you know, you go through every course the right way and you don't do any extracurricular and it's all kind of, you know, in the books and in the head down, which is all good and with, for theory and things like that. But you really, it's such a connection based school and, um, and, it, uh, like who you know, how you get there and, you know, kind of thing. And so I learned a lot of networking and how to adjust and be adaptable and being a lead singer in one thing, but then arranging a vocal for this thing. It, w- it You just had to be kind of a chameleon in that way. Yeah. I feel like all of the, in that way, it was really cool to be able to come out of there with so many different types of skill sets, if that makes sense. Totally. Absolutely makes sense. So what was the time between berkeley and pentatonics and i definitely want to get into how all that came together because yeah. that has obviously be- become the the meat and potatoes of your of your career and it's really exciting to hear you're working on solo stuff and i want to hear more about that but let's let's talk about uh pentatonics and how that came together well the well, that that part of the story or the in between or go back go back no, just well, so unclear no we can go in between first let's do the okay. first because i don't know how long that period of time was for you yeah, so I graduated in 2016 summer, um, and so I did four in a, four years in a semester, um, and I was in a wedding band for about my like second my junior year of college, and um, and so I did the wedding band thing, which I loved. I was it was so much fun, and was doing that primarily as a job, and then doing other lessons and different types of things, and then I joined an acapella group called the House Jacks right outside of um of college um, I've heard of my, 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 um yeah i believe tim faust was also a part of that group back in the day 
I think so. Yeah, think he he's was. awesome. He's he's awesome. And oh, Deke yeah. Sharon started it way yeah. back when in the nineties. I think they started it back then. And um and so I of my best friend, he was in the group. And so he, we were literally walking on the street one day. He was like, Hey, well, like you would would you want to sing in this? <laughs> like he's like, Oh yeah, we're looking for me. And I was like, Thanks for thinking of me, you know, like you for thinking of me. <laughs> and so he ended up suggesting an audition and got into the group. So I was doing that full time with the wedding band stuff and whatever and different gigs around Boston, the Boston area, um, the, on the in-between. And um, it's funny, I was even singing at in like a quartet um acapella group that would sing like almost we were paid buskers so we would like go downtown it was some initiative they had or something and then we would go to different corners we would have shifts like a job in like an hour we would go to the corner and we'd sing like four par harmony and then we'd go to the next corner it was cool. it was kind of crazy so I, I forgot about that i think about like so many, so many things like prepared me for this i totally forgot yeah, about that one of course um but that was the in-between yeah okay very cool so graduated 2016 Mm-hmm. And Pentatonix, I mean, it wasn't that long after that that you you were in that group, right? So no, yeah, how did how did they find you? How did that whole process come together? So I've known Ben Bram um, for a while now. Um, we I met all of them um, my senior year of high school at a competition that we did um, in Virginia. They have they were fresh off the sing off. Hey, I'm and, from Virginia. Let's go. Oh, no way. Yeah. I didn't know that. Central Virginia, a little town called Crozet. It's near Charlottesville. Oh, word. I'm from yeah. Maryland. I, you may not know the, but I'm from Maryland. So I grew up in Southern. All right. So so we're in DMV. Away. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, oh, what did we do it? Not it was uh, Bristow, Virginia. No, that's Bristol. where the show is. Bristol? No, that's where the show is now. Sorry. Woodbridge, Virginia. <laughs> Woodbridge. Sure, um, sure. It was um, a acapella festival called Sing Strong, and I met them there. And um, and it was like the winner. We, they did like a whole talk and workshop or whatever, and it was like the winner of that competition got to like open for Benetton. It was like a whole thing, and and um, we came in second. I we came in <laughs> second because the teachers, the teachers were the rhythm section for the winning group. Like the teachers performed with the kids. So Kind of like they cheated, but we don't oh, like, like, but you know, yeah, whatever. <laughs> what are you going to do? Yeah. And, but it was really cool. I got to see the show. We got to see the show on the front row and like, really, that was the first time interacting and Ben was running sound for them back then. And they just, it was just like this thing. And so fast forward to college town, um, I was doing a pitch slap doc, a group that was on the sing off season two, either season two or season one. Um, and that, and as soon as I got to Berkeley, that's the first thing I did was auditions for that because I wanted to be on the sing off, you know, whatever. And so I met Ben, re- got reintroduced to Ben through that process. Not a lot of us spaces, as you know, and <laughs> not a lot of. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I started, you know, getting connected with him again. He was have there certain things for me out in LA, and I'll be like, oh, I can't do it. And certain projects, or hey, I flew up to New York to do something for him a couple of times. And we, what's funny enough, a lot of people don't know this. I was in two different groups that were supposed to be on the sing-off. Oh, um, <laughs> drama. oh I bet the producers love that, though. <laughs> and so, like, I was in two different groups at different times that were supposed to be on the sing-off. One that was supposed to go through, and then the group ended up not wanting to do it. So, but 
so funny if everything works out the way it's supposed to yeah. so i knew ben from all of those things and those okay. processes and um he hit me up for an audition um for a group that was touring in july that's what he said um because okay. it's confidential and um they had hired someone to find bases for um through this process and i wasn't in that process i knew ben i didn't know the guy that they had hired so i was coming in kind of late to the process and so granted you could tell like it was it was i would send an email you know certain that you know i had to go through ben and kind of check and kind of keep checking in and so that yeah. process happened and um around like the third round of it all they sent like baseless tracks that we had to sing to and um one of them was it was like two songs and then a, a pentatonic song and then one song but i was like this is for pentatonics like i like i know it was like a medley Ooh, I, was like, yeah. I know this is for, I, there's not a lot of groups i'm in one I was, at the time i was in the house jacks like i know not a lot of groups tour internationally in july like no. you know and things like that <laughs> I, was like, yeah, I was like i know what this is for <laughs> like three Whoa. groups at the top um and so yeah it was really cool to be a part of that process. And then, um, so then I got a call back, um, Hey, Hey, come to LA. You're one of nine guys, um, to come to LA. And I flew to LA and did the callback audition. And it was kind of the rest is kind of history. I heard back like three months later, I just skipped ahead. I'll go back. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah. three, wait, three months where you just sitting yeah. on your hands. Well, yeah, I went back to work. So I like, I was like, tell me i was texting ben like hey tell me i didn't get it like tell me i didn't get it yeah. like just um, i just want to hear anything and they're like no they haven't made a decision now knowing what i know now like how the business works and you know how rigorous the touring schedule is and like how busy how focused you have to be like i get it they were good that was the last tour they had as that formation of the group so it was like getting through that tour and once that tour ended it that is that's when i heard as soon as the tour ended okay. um and i got a call and it's like hey do you want to come? We need a bass. Do you want to come like sing with us for a bit? And it was for trial run. Um, it was like, Hey, do you want to come out to LA? Like sing, we need a bass for the season. We have a tour. We have some shows. Like, it wasn't like, Hey, you want to be a better dog? So it was, yeah. they, you know, they want to protect themselves at the time too. So yeah. see if it's a good fit and all of that. And so when I got the call, I was like, okay. And so I called my parents. I was like, I think I'm going to be in, pentatonics <laughs> and my, oh mom, my parents are like good what? lord because <laughs> they they know me they like i mow the lawn and i'm singing like adding a six part to the pentatonic <laughs> stuff like you know what i'm saying like i know that i've studied acapella like yeah. more more so than the average human being mm -hmm. probably more so than anybody else so it's like i know acapella i know this group i know the music i know the musicality i've led workshops with high schoolers and middle schoolers and i've done college groups and you know i've done literally yeah. everything you could do in acapella at that time and so that was like the almost fitting next step and so like i feel like um god really prepared me for all of that to come to culmination at Amazing. that moment so part of the yeah, audition crazy. process was you did not sing with them until they said let's give you a trial run Oh, no, I did. We, we, I sang with them and at the callback, they were okay. there. It was I in figured, LA. Cause that, I know that's a yeah. big, I did. I also did acapella in undergrad and that was always, that was the biggest thing was the callback. Mm -hmm. You actually see how you kind of mesh with the group. And yeah. for us, for us, we like had to learn a part really quickly 
and yeah, then yeah. like you know perform with music and just kind of and of course it's like a it's a big part of it's a personality thing like yeah you uh, want to spend time sure. with this person like are you a good colleague are you going to show up prepared and then you know in line with that is of course the talent and like what you can actually do vocally yeah but it's certainly two parts three parts all very important for sure and the first half of the audition was um we sang for them so we would sing the bassless tracks and we sang a solo i think like aha and like imagine or something like that and um we sang for them and then they cut half of the people and sent them back to the hotel. Like it's like for American Idol or something. It's yeah. like it's like they yeah. cut half the people, and then we move forward. Um, the final four of us, and then the final four of us staying with them, um, one at a time. And it was like more of an interview process. And like we sang on stage on mic, we sang off mic, which is so funny because I like literally did auditions before that the exact same way, you know, yeah. like, so it's just like, it, you can't make that, make this stuff up, you know? And so I was, I just like, I'll get, the, I know how to blend and you know what I mean? Like you'd yeah. be in this circle and, and it's just like, and when I was, I remember when we first sang together in that circle, I was like, Oh, this is fun. If this is what all that happened, like I'm blessed. Like I'm, I'm just very excited to have had this opportunity to say like, I got to fill that those shoes and fill the spot as a bass player for this band. And amazing. And um, I felt like they felt that energy too. Like there was, there was, they were very focused and like heads down, but then they like the fun, like of it and like the joy, like I got a couple smiles and then like back to head to, yeah, I remember that. And, you know, it's, it's like, we gotta say, you know, gotta be fair and all that stuff. But um, it was, it was really cool. It was a really cool process. Um, and then I flew out to LA and it was a really fast four or five days but I like I worked the day I got back I worked the next day so I got wow. in like like that that Saturday night or something or Sunday night and I went to record on the Christmas album the first day the next the next day isn't that crazy yeah <laughs> whoa that's that is wild um was it was it entirely the members decisions that you got in was it like uh, and it was and was it all five of them that were there yeah the I think I don't know. Yeah, they all were there. It was okay. four of them. Um, and um, Ben was a part of the process. So I don't, but I don't know how much, you know, decision-making he had okay. in that process, but I'm sure he had a good voice in it um, as a, the main producer of the group. Yeah. Um, but I think that they kind of, what I understand, they just had the process and they made the decision themselves with Ben um, as a help and, then we move move forward. I know it was like all those guys were like they're still killing. Like I remember going to like get in the car, like like that's the guy from Rockapella. That's the guy who used to who I who I replaced in in um in the house jacks. Like I, I yeah. it felt like that. It was like oh these are the best of the best. These guys are yeah. these guys are amazing. Yeah. Um. So it was cool. Amazing. Okay. So then so you get in, you do the trial run. Obviously, that goes super well. And then you're in like, at what, at what point were they like, all right, you're in like, you're, you're officially in now. It was at the end of the first Christmas tour, um, where we had just finished. And that was the group's first Christmas tour as well. So it was cool to be a part of something that was the first for everybody. Um, and it just gone so well. And um, because that was some sort of a trial run of sorts, too, because they've toured so much, but they've never done that. And so 
they do, were doing smaller, not smaller ish theaters. Um, we were doing and kind of testing it out. The water was three nights in Chicago, four nights in New York. It was like smaller theaters and they all would sell out and it would just be this amazing experience. And everybody was so kind to me and so like excited and the energy was just, was just so awesome. And so um, at the end of that run, they had like a whole thing with some, some of my favorite things like candy and you know, like, and like yeah. a chicken and things like that. They had like a whole <laughs> celebration. It was like, Hey, welcome to the group, you know, like officially. So amazing. It was cool. Um, did you feel, um, it sounds like it, you've, I think you've kind of already answered this, but did you really feel like you were part of the group and really welcomed? And it was like your family from the beginning and secondarily you're coming in to replace Avi Kaplan, who, did a phenomenal job with he's the group. He's an amazing, obviously amazing artist, amazing singer. What was that like? And did you did you feel a lot of pressure because of that? And how did people respond? And how did you handle people responding to you being the new base for Pentatonix, which is a, a huge deal? It was like a bomb that dropped. Like I didn't tell many. I told like my closest friends and like my friends that a lot of my dear closest friends are still my closest friends today were already in L.A. Um, and so I was letting them know, like, hey, I'm coming to L.A. They're like, why? And I'm like, are you by yourself? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like, I'm trying to tell it everybody, like, secretly, you know, whatever. Yeah. And and um, like mentors of mine, like, this is crazy. I can't believe this is happening. And um, I will never forget this. A lot of people don't know this, but I met Avi at this, like, there was some sort of like acapella thing happening in L.A. And we had like a one on one time for like. A, a significant amount of time and he that always impacted me so well because he it was almost like a passing of the torch he gave me so much advice like so so many beautiful nuggets of wisdom and i'll like i still will never forget and probably won't ever share <laughs> um and it was just really really kind he didn't have to do that um and i'll always like i'll always appreciate him for that because he could be any other way but he was so gracious and so humble mm. and that gave me knowing he how he felt and knowing that there I, you know can always wonder but knowing from the source how he felt i felt like i had the green light and the baton to go forth in fullness and um and it was really exciting at that because it's you know it was everyone was very excited they were like oh can't believe like what this is happening they're excited the group's still going they're excited to learn who i am they're excited for the new things and it's just new it's a new thing so yeah um so it comes with its you know highs and lows um but which is like just pressure you know feeling that pressure but a lot of it was self-inflicted it wasn't you know you were you suck you suck or anything like that it was yeah. just like i want to fill these shoes the best way i can but i still mm -hmm. want to be me so yeah um it actually came more seamless and the band was so kind through that process as well they were like so like um gracious and loving and encouraging and like excited too it was like this excited energy as well so it was like we just kept we just started and kept moving and just hit the ground running that's wonderful i'm i'm i had no doubt it seems like that that it seems like that kind of group like everyone mm -hmm. really is like a family. It's not just like a show thing. Yeah. It's like y'all really are super tight. And you need that if you're going to be, you know, touring and working with these people all the time. That's what I was saying a minute ago about yeah. just being a good colleague. That's like mm -hmm. such a big part of uh, any business, but especially the music business. If you're going to be jamming and, and performing with people. Yeah. Um, 
super key super key um you guys do so many projects you've done so many projects i'm interested to hear kind of like a a start to finish uh of just putting out like a music video and a song with it. so like everything that goes into like, like who arranges for you guys um how does the studio time work do you have like a set schedule for that do you have like a, a studio you use every time for audio every time for video like how does how does a pentatonix project come together i think people will find that really interesting yeah we get this question often just especially the arranging process we get that probably the most um it usually starts as us getting together throwing ideas out on cover like can you feel the love tonight as an example we were in we were on tour we were like in a dressing room and we're throwing out ideas kind of singing our parts through who should sing solo where kind of doing that and it's like this messy but beautiful <laughs> like mm -hmm. voice memo and that we'll have together and then we'll send that off to ben usually and he'll like sift through it and then we'll he'll clean it up a bit and then we'll like put it in on paper and we'll go in and arrange it actually arrange it with him and then we'll record it at his studio um and then one at one at a time just go in record mm -hmm. it and add parts and then um ed boyer who's in, in oh. the best in the best for yeah. yeah. acapella mixer mixer in general he's been he does, he's doing a lot of stuff like he just did scott's solo um ep he just dropped and uh like he's 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 really good <laughs> i'm excited to see him like his band too like he not is. just acapella he's, um, so he's a beast you you probably haven't heard of us yet i'm in a group of four bass singers called the bass gang and we started oh word started making stuff during the pandemic we're actually meeting up in the czech republic in a couple of weeks for the first time ever to shoot oh my these videos very exciting and so we we have you know we're getting a following and we're making money on patreon so now we have some funds and so we're we've actually been using ed for oh, some wow. of our projects recently and it really has taken the quality to to a new level to have him mixing oh sick yeah send me side note send me that that's awesome i, I didn't will. know that i'll, I'll, I'll send you a, a dm on instagram with our stuff yeah that's, that's awesome fantastic yeah, but, okay so ed, so ed mixes for all your guys stuff mm -hmm. okay cool and then we'll we'll film the video the next day probably or next couple of days come together really quickly um and we'll get, you know, get a production company or, you know, whatever, and get kind of things going. We'll film the music video. And then um, usually in the next few days, we get it, we get a, a pass of it and with color and beauty. And then we try to, we edit it and we put it up pretty quickly. It's like, it's not, it's not a long, super long process. Um, and especially for Christmas stuff, when we have the Christmas videos and we have to do multiple at a time, we'll do two shoots in a day. Like one time we did, when we did, oh my gosh, we did uh, Attention, New Rules, Perfect, and um, something else off of that record All in, in one two day. days. Two days. Yeah, wow. it was like two videos, one in the other room, one in the other room, the next day, another room, another room. It was so nice <laughs> it's so easy it's like it was super in the flow yeah so it could be days like that or it could be long days where it's like a more extensive shoot like elaborate like the prayers or something like where yeah. you have to build these art sets and make it look like a forest and you know so stuff like that so it really depends do you guys use different production companies each time for the videos uh yes yeah, somewhat we'll get pitched mm. um we'll get pitched different um 
what are they called? Uh, brains escaping storyboards or uh, yeah, like concept. they'll pitch their concepts, ideas for the videos, and we'll pick the one what we want to go for, and then we'll use that company usually with that director, and and so it kind of goes that way. Awesome. So you guys use all basically all the same process for the music side, but you vary it out for the for the video side. Yeah, because we don't. Yeah, we, we don't have like a, a set person we use just for the videos okay. side, like one person or one. It's kind of fun that way too because it keeps it fresh and keeps it different. Yeah, we have different ideas, and now too we're thinking like um, Scott and Kirsty. People even most recently have been really interested in directing and pitching ideas. So we're Ooh. like, so it's and we've actually in this phase, new phase of Pentatonics, we've been doing a lot of. Um, singing in the room together putting it in the da like um, logic pro tools and kind of like going forth and doing it that way and it's it's really cool there's there's some like really really cool stuff um gonna come out in the fall um that's really exciting awesome um, that that was arranged that way creep is an example of that's out but that was scott did that when we were on the mass singer he collected it in oh. the da and kind of yeah super awesome super good super cool awesome. process Fantastic. I want to talk a little bit about just like your singing uh, while we have a bit of time left. Um, yeah. Do How do you approach your vocal training these days? Or, you know, since you're performing so much and you're working with the group all the time, do you pretty much get all your practice just doing it? Or do you sometimes go into the practice room and you're like, I really want to work on this part of my range or I really want to work on this. Like I want to build my riffing or, you know, I want to... Mm try to add some resonance to the low notes or how do you, how do you go about actually developing your voice at this point? Well, I'm singing all, all the time, even when I'm not even realizing it. My wife tells me, <laughs> uh, and so I, think, I think like there is a constant workflow happening that way. I don't go into a practice room necessarily. I don't really have necessarily a lot of the time to do that yeah, in this yeah, yeah. season of life. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times like when we're recording, um, a song um like even more recently if it takes a few times to get through it if it's like a certain way to sing it it may take a couple days to um to really hone it in the way you want to like especially in this process of um working on solo music it's been it takes a second it's not just like as hey sing your part like i'm used to you know Mm -hmm. sing your part down here's the baseline here's that we may adjust some things but this is typically what it's going to sound like it's like oh what does this make you feel in a certain way it may feel that a certain way a different day you know so it's like do you like this feeling that day or that feeling that day and the way you sing it it's and so it really it's an ever um, evolving process for me and um i just try to be i try to ebb and flow with it um naturally um, as it comes, especially on tour, when through the vocal fatigue and all the things that trying to take care of your voice, warming up, yeah. water, all throat coat is mine is so amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it's good stuff. Um, just things like that. But yeah, just trying to keep keep the reps up. It'll be interesting because we had two months off going into rehearsals. Um, a whip it back in shape. Time. Yeah, it's good. It's gonna. It comes quickly, but it takes a second. You're like, all right, I need, I need to wake up. Yep. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Muscles. <laughs> Very cool. So, I mean, pentatonics. You guys perform live so much, and I'm sure that is factored in when you write an arrangement where you have the recording process because you don't want to write, you don't want to record a bunch of things that you can't perform 
consistently live, I would imagine. Um, and mm -hmm. I know sometimes groups will have arrangements that you can kind of option differently. If there's like some note that you're like 50% on, then there's like an option. If yeah. you're in a live setting, you're like sick or you just don't have it that day that you can do something else. Adjust, but, yeah. But I figure these arrangements are like really well tailored to your guys' strengths as singers. Yeah. So, I mean, when you, are there ever nights going on tour when you're like, I don't know about this baseline tonight. Like, I'm just, you know, like the low end isn't there. Like, do you, do you guys have like option out or do you kind of just do it on the spot? You're just like, um, they're kind of built. I've, if I'm not just saying that I don't super run into that issue. Cause they're kind of built in the way of our strengths. Yeah. So there's not like, there may be like, okay, so like a Daft Punk, uh, the, yep. those bees are be are really being <laughs> really low that night yep. i may ghost them out or i may like fry them a little bit or you know or try to get it as much yeah. as possible but some nights are stronger than others if you mean yeah. like that but totally not but not like the ebbs and flows of the baselines because they were built for me you know yeah. and even in, in even the ones that weren't i've built my skill set in the range to be able to sing them so yeah. or to adjust maybe a note or there that doesn't really adhere so i've never really super run into that cool. that issue um it, it's more so if if the my chest voice my falsetto is pretty strong all the time my little bass is baritone is pretty strong all the time mm -hmm. it's sometimes the like now as i start to get into the tenory lead stuff like sound of silence yeah. and things like that it's been it you have to prepare for it you just have to make sure you're landing on top and singing correctly and like and there or you will crack and i have cracked <laughs> many a time and you just keep pushing Listen, that's and sometimes live. Some, that's live yeah. performance you know some people say like some people told me like wow that emotion on that was awesome i was like thank you <laughs> totally intentional totally intentional <laughs> yeah yeah i mean they have you definitely i mean you sing way up into that kind of baritone range mm -hmm. on some of these arrangements and again like you're yeah. saying this is this is something you have to be able to pull off live. Yeah. And those notes, sure. like if you're a, if you're a natural bass voice, that high stuff, that's what, that's what takes all the training. Like during the low stuff, mm -hmm. is pretty easy most of the time until it gets, you know, extremely yeah. low, like those bees you're talking about, but that mm -hmm. high belt range where you're really kind of threading the needle, really stretching out those, out the vocal folds to get up there. That takes yeah. like a good warm up, and you do kind of have to be on for know, sure. That kind of stuff. And, and what helps is I, is that you ju just reps like doing them more and yeah. more because your muscles do adapt and adjust to it. Like now I, I, it may take a second for me to like lock into that, that place, but it doesn't take too long because my muscles have been trained to be able to do that for a long, for the X amount of time and exit in a way, in a certain way, unless I'm sick, I can usually do it the exact same way every night because I've yeah. trained myself to do it that way. You yeah. know, that makes sense. Absolutely. Just doing it so many times that it's, it's muscle memory. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, then, there's sometimes, yeah, there's songs I could sing right now that I've learned <laughs> six years ago, you know, right. like exactly. even high school, you know, I, my friends, we get together and we sing our high school pieces together all the time. Yeah. And we just, exactly. it just falls in. You just, yeah, exactly. And also you guys perform so much, you're performing it I just heard someone recently way up in the opera world talk about how you wake up with a new mm. voice every day because everything mm. you do affects your voice because it's part of your instrument. Yeah. So if you go on tour yeah. and you perform the same stuff in a hundred different vocal conditions, 
Like mm-hmm. then you're then it's really in your muscle memory. Then it's like every condition yeah. you're in, you're like, oh, I can I know how to get there. I know how to do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. For sure. And yeah, and that just comes with the the traveling and with the um taking care of your body. Yeah. Or learning from not taking care of your body. <laughs> <laughs> it goes both ways. Goes both ways. Because yeah. you will learn. You, <laughs> you will live, but you will learn. I mean, those are the best <laughs> lessons, really. Those are the ones you really don't forget. For sure. For sure. <laughs> um, so we just we just got a few minutes left. Um, I would love to hear if you just have some advice, some tips for young singers and especially young basses who maybe want to go into kind of the same uh, field you're going into or that you've gone into. Yeah, I think that the I fought a lot with insecurity. I fought a lot with um, inadequacy. Um because all your favorite singers are tenors, you hear that, you know, and like all the all the songs on the radio is super high, and you know, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, it doesn't sound the same if I take it down and sing it. And it does. It really, it really, um, your voice is so special. I believe God makes us all uniquely, um, and nobody else sounds like you. And so, to be able to do what you do requires you you know and mm. so someone's looking for you someone needed needs your voice type and whatever and something that they're doing and someone even in songwriting and you know music put whatever you're doing like somebody needs to hear that song someone needs to hear your voice someone needs to hear what you have to say and so to don't let um fear cripple you enough to not do anything um to not go for it to not um even try because we've all been there it doesn't matter what, how many likes, views, whatever, like everyone struggles with that. Every, every part of that. I'm telling you from an example and what I've seen from some of the biggest artists and how they've, how they struggle sometimes with insecurity or how, and, and a lot of them speak about it. It's just, it's a constant thing that you have to keep wrestling with. And so I just encourage people to keep doing it and go for it. Um, and don't let that get in the way of it, of, of trying and going for it and get the training, take all the lessons, invest in yourself. Um, if as much as you can, um, um, don't, don't just see it as like a, a gig that is just a, a show or a gig for a couple people. I used to sing at bars in Boston for two people and have the mindset of these two people are going to get the best show that they've gotten tonight and that we're going to have the best time. And so whether well, it's two people or 2000 people, it doesn't matter. It's just like, it's your heart posture, where you're, what you're doing, when you're doing it and what you put into it. And it really will propel you and prepare you for the future and what you're going to do. And so I, I wouldn't take anything lightly. And I would take like, take every opportunity with joy um, and don't come. And the last thing I was is don't compare yourself to other people. Cause mm-hmm. that's really, really difficult um, because your story is not, is not, is totally different from their story. Even if it's similar you know, you're a singer, they're a singer, you're a bass singer, they're a bass singer. Like there's so many different areas and ways that you could do be in this industry and be used. Like you could be a session singer. I know so many have so many friends who are working every day in LA because they are a session singer and they're one of five bases that get the calls because they're consistent and they can read music and they're, you know, and they have a good attitude and they, you know, they show it's just yeah they're constantly where they have a job. It's just, there's so many different areas and realms of the industry and musicality that are just necessary for you. So you're special. Um, so don't try to take that story or even mine and just say, Oh, if I don't do that, 
if I don't become the next member of Pentatonix, then I didn't make it. It's like, no, that's not it. I was excited when I was in the Oshtex. I was excited when I was in wedding bands. Like I was, it was, I had the, I had the same excitement. It's just different, you know, as you grow and you, and you learn. So it's all, it's all very exciting that is um, stuff. And I just want wonderful, wonderful advice. Yeah. Really yeah. excellent. Um, I'm sure all the young singers out there will, will greatly appreciate hearing that it is certainly something yeah it's certainly something you see a lot is especially the comparison and you know yeah for sure if i don't have this if i can't sing this person's low notes you know i'm mm-hmm. not a real bass or you know stuff yeah stuff like that and it's so dangerous and it's so toxic and it's, i hear that stuff all the time like people tell me that all the time <laughs> yeah. Kelly, you're not he's not a bass I was like, okay, thank you for your opinion. Yeah, I'm only <laughs> I'm gonna continue doing my I'm, job. I'm just singing bass for the most successful acapella group in the world, but I'm not a bass. Got it. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, people. Sometimes people like like to they like to just stir the pot and they want to see if they can get to you. Oh, yeah. And people yeah. become become monsters behind a computer screen, you know. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure you can see, you know, as, as having your own channel and seeing that. Oh, yeah. Just people. Yeah, but it's you keep going, keep pushing. Thank you, you for going. the constructive criticism. Yeah. I will take it with a grain of salt. Yes, Matt, <laughs> Matt, thank you so much for coming on. It's been an absolute pleasure. It's been an honor to chat with you. Um, I, I think people are really going to enjoy this conversation and get a lot of value from it. So thank you so much for your time. And please, um, any final words you'd like to say to the audience, please go for it. And then we'll sign off. Um come see us if you'd see me message me like peter knows that i this is how we connected over instagram i'm pretty i'm really active on their matt Lee music on everything um instagram facebook all things twitter um tiktok and so just message me i really love to engage with people especially people who are passionate about the arts and music and singing and bass singing especially like we need each other and we need to encourage each other so hit me up awesome (laughs) all right matt it's been an absolute pleasure i'm gonna get you off with a couple minutes to get to your next meeting thank you man i appreciate that it's been been an absolute joy man good luck with everything same great to meet you so honored to meet you i want to i'm gonna check out your stuff don't forget to send to me i will i will take care yeah i'll see you in virginia we gotta get you to show we'll we'll mess we'll talk yeah Yeah, we'll we'll get to see you in virginia see you man (laughs) all right man talk to you soon bye-bye